Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! of the devil's X. <laughs> this is what X looks like right now. Exactly. I like that we don't discuss the songs ahead of time, too. We always just get a kind of little glimpse into Chris's mind before each show now. <laughs> Frustrated, incorporated, indeed. Uh, yeah, it was um, it was a, an up-and-down little weekend. But, Bob, you uh, took your son for the first his first ever devil game on yes. Saturday. You got yeah. to see a, a win against the Canadians. I, I hope, let's, let's hear about your experience. Let's start off on a positive. Yeah. Before, before my we get the anger business, right? boils up and I, you know, you go know, off on a tangent. The human side of hockey, you know, really worked for us this Saturday. The, the fact that it's supposed to be entertainment, right? So, like you said, uh, my son's nine, hadn't been to a game yet. So we pretty much did the whole tour, you know, parked right by the Brodeur statue. Got that, you know, got a huge kick out of that. Walked through Championship Plaza, saw the big statue there, showed him where I usually go, which is Red's, you know, got him a big Barbarian pretzel. Pretzel and beer teas is basically his favorite food anyway. <laughs> we know he gets the bobblehead when he walks in, get him a nice new woolly when we go in. They've got this thing where you can, they simulate you in a devil's jersey, even though he was wearing one. So he gets like a little little devil's, you know, hockey card, you know. And then, of course, um, rather than just getting regular um, seats, we got a suite for the first time. Um which was interesting in its own. I've got a couple of side stories of that, but you know, you get in there and what was happening is he was, um, 
being every bit of nine that he should have been. You know, like when I look at the kids on the Jumbotron, they're dancing between things when the music's going. I always wondered, which kid am I going to get when I when I bring him here? You know, reserved or is he going to be all in? And again, it was a suite, so there's only like 12 of us. But you're still kind of hanging over the other, you know, 16,000. But he was all in, just dancing, just enjoying himself. That smile. But he's dude. not, the smile, right? But but he's not a dumb kid. And he did he did know, like, in the first and second period, like when I was texting you, Chris, I'm like, it is like dreadfully quiet in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I knew obviously you get a goal or two things pumped up um, by late in the game, late second, third period. It was very loud. It was, it was very awesome. The atmosphere was great. You know, we can debate whether or not it was a, a greatly gamed uh, played game. It wasn't, you know, but they got the win and that was important at the time. So Saturday was looking pretty good. The kid was happy. So all around, you know, we just had a and playoff experience. on the line, no playoff on the line, whatever's happening. You're taking your son to his first game. You exactly. want to win. It doesn't matter. Even if they had won two games all year, like you still yeah. want that win. We want the it experience. And like I told you, you know, I was like, I just want that goal horn to go off at least a couple times to get that feeling. You know, what's it like when 17,000 people are cheering on top of you kind of, and we were actually low. I've never been in the, in the one sections before. It's awfully nice. I will tell you this though. Um, Although in the suites, you can obviously the, the, the three rows of seats do kind of lean into the actual arena. You do lose an acoustic vibe by being in there. It doesn't like reverberate all around you right. like it would because like the box behind you doesn't get anything. So not only was it kind of quiet in the beginning, um, it kind of was magnified because we're behind us. It's, it's just kind of like a room. Um, but all that went away towards the end. And like I said, nothing but positive vibes. Um, everything was great. You know, we got to do a little Timo time shout. So you name it. It was good. Um, very positive. What's your favorite parking, Bob? It was less than I thought it was 35. I thought it was 40. Oh, okay. So could have went down the road, you know, and got, I saved five bucks. I'm not going to do that. We wanted to park right there. We were on, you know, we were on time. Uh, getting out of there sucked. You know, I usually stay at the hotel and watch everybody. Aha, uh-huh, you suck. You got to sit in that. Well, that was me. <laughs> but, <laughs> I tell what you, going to do when we went to the Vegas game, um, I parked probably maybe, I don't know, 10 blocks away from the rock, which, you know, it was bitter, bitter cold. So it sucked walking back to the car, but I got in the car and I was home. Like there was, I didn't spend a minute in traffic. And it was, that is great. It was worth the 10 block walk in the freezing cold to not be in traffic. Cause there are a lot of things that make me angry and traffic is like top five. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. much posted when it comes to that. Like I really yeah, can't I, stand that kind of stuff. But I'll tell you what, you know, yeah. I was going to say one more thing about the actual suite. So we're sitting there at one point and, um, you know, I, like you leave the suite to kind of go to the bathroom. It's like a private floor of bathrooms. Yeah. I, did, I did notice by this one door there was an event staff guy standing there. I didn't think anything of it. I thought he was just kind of hallway patrol, right? So then we get back in. I'm looking and two suites down. I see younger guys all in suits. I don't recognize them yet, but I turn to my wife and I'm like, those fucking, are players. And, oh, they were okay. Uh, I'm like, so they're like, what do you mean they're players? Why aren't they, you know, be dressed? I'm like, no, no, they're they're the scratched players. I'm like, but I don't know this guy's face, so I don't know if that's a devil or a Canadian. And the more I'm sitting there trying to put it together, I'm like, yeah, now it makes sense. There's a security guy to do it. That's definitely a team, but I don't recognize. And this guy looked angry and like real strong and big. And I'm like, this has got to be a Canadian. Yeah, we don't have angry, strong, big guys on the No, but that we, we do, as it turns out. <laughs> so then finally, another guy sits down. And this one's actually paying attention to the game more. And I'm like, that looks like Schmidt. I'm like, that's Schmidt. And I'm like, wait, no, Schmidt's in Utica. I'm like, what's going on? Well, it was on? bobblehead day, and that guy's got a giant fucking <laughs> right. head. It's hard so, to miss him. When I when I put it all together, when I saw this morning that Schmidt was up and that Poulter was sent back down, I'm like, see, it was Schmidt. He never left, or at least he was back right. in time to play this game. And the other guy was hollering. 
Oh, yeah. I saw wow. him play today. I'm like, that's like, he's got like he a good huge square. He did have a good hit. Yeah, but I couldn't recognize him, so I thought maybe they would be the Canadians. But we were only like one suit away. That's so okay. that's very if cool. I'd have known, I would have probably like tried to go to the door and ask the guy. I'm like, can you ask Schmidt if he'd come out? You know, meet my kid. But, that would have been awesome. Yeah, but it, still cool to see him. Reminded me of when we saw the Flyers like right up close back in the '90s at the Providence Civic Center. You know. Yep. I want to say something about Chris. I want to bring up the bobblehead actually that you mentioned earlier. Uh, do you guys see that these people are like packing up like seven or eight bobbleheads when they go yeah. there and fucking flipping them on? I mean, I think it's pretty disgusting. I don't know how you do that because I literally just was there and they hand you one per person, and uh, you know we each got one. And normally it's a situation where my wife would certainly look for any kid who maybe didn't get a chance to get one mm-hmm. to give hers because she has no allegiance to the devils, and we just didn't even notice that. Like in a way out, we didn't. We usually have a pretty good eye for that, and we'll just kind of hand it off. But we got an extra one, and we, we know a young kid over here that's a Devil's fan. We might see if he needs it. But I, I don't know how they got more than one is the point. So at one point, I was walking around the arena with all three. So it might have looked like I was hoarding them, too. I wasn't. I was just holding all of them for my family. Um, but, yeah, it does see that. We heard one, one kid. He was like, I'm going to go steal a box and sell them on eBay for 50 bucks a pop. 60 <laughs> bucks a pop they were going for on the, one of these Devil's pages I saw. I think it's – I'm like – I remember I have uh, – do you remember when they did the putty ones? Yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah. I have one of those here, and I mean, there was one going for like a hundred bucks. I mean, it's like it's so crazy. This, this is uh, this one is more like almost a half size of the traditional bobbleheads that you got. I think they're saving a couple bucks here and there, and it's far more plasticky. But the last time we did this is when I when I took my son to um, opening day for the Mets like three years ago, and they had a limited edition Jacob Degrom, and these were the more quality heavy ones, you know, that you would think are more like collectors. Had the hair. It lasted like. <laughs> like a day before the head pop pulled his head <laughs> off in his room. I stored the other one in the closet. I'm like, you're not getting that. My daughter especially, but both my kids, uh, when Stranger Things first came out, first couple of seasons, completely addicted to Stranger Things, which I, I am too. I love this show. So they started collecting the pops. Um, you know, the, the, yep. and I, they're in my garage and I have a rack sealing the floor, filled, filled. With like every season two, so uh, one and two um, Funko Pops. So I was cleaning the garage. I was looking at them all and I'm like, I got to see. Like, So I started going through like, are any of these worth any money? They have a couple of them, like 500, 400, like a bunch in the 100s. And, uh, you know, I told my daughter, she's like, sell them. I'm like, I'm not going to sell them. They're, first of all, they're yours. And sell second them. of all, like, you're, you're, you're only 17. Like, wait 30 years when you're my age. And yeah. then you sell them. You don't do it now. If your $500 one is worth 500 now, it's going to be worth a hell of a lot in 20 years. So, yeah, they have tons of them. But uh, I've... I never collected anything like that when I was a kid, man. And I had every Star Wars mm-hmm. um, toy imaginable. And the minute you, you didn't think like that, there You'd was no, you, know, you never thought of collecting. Dude. It was, I opened them up and, and I mean, I was going through stuff of like Star Wars action figures and some of them are worth so much money. I'm like, had it, had it, had two, had this, had like, you know, you had multiple of them. Do you know I how many thousands shit. of dollars I got in my home built Sarlacc pit? Back in Tom's River, dude, they're just sitting in there. God. Home-built Sarlacc pit. That's awesome. I had a thing where, like, when I was younger, I used to have have shitloads of hockey shit. Now I I don't collect anything, man. Like, I went to a period when I was a kid, man. I would go to the games. Me and my sister, we would get the game use. I have shitloads of game use sticks. I got jerseys, all these things. Now... I'm looking. I'm like, how do you get rid of some of this stuff? So my kids, I could buy my kids playing. We can, we can you go should. here and here. You yeah. yeah. Well, I'll you tell know, you what. In Lithuania, no one cares about it. I could have a Martin Brodeur stick, and they don't know what the fuck it is. Actually, here that of course. I mean, 
I'm going to give out some breaking Uncle Pucker news real quick. Okay, so in the future, we're not sure it shouldn't be too much in the distant future, but we're going to have our website and everything like that up where the shows will be on there. We're going to have written articles. We're going to try, you know, have a whole bunch of stuff. We are going to have a merchandise page at some point where and apparently an auction page because, Tony, you could start putting your stuff on uh, there and have people bid on it and you sell the shit. Dude, I have over 100. And all I have Grand Fjord sticks. I mean, <laughs> when I was a kid, I would just get these and things. Bottom. I would go to the brand the ice form and they would come off the ice and hand them to you. Yeah. It's like, I mean, and now I'm like, what do I do with all this shit? I keep my, I keep my bro door stick, my follow the music stick. But there's so much shit that my wife's like. My wife says exactly what your wife says. Your daughter says, Chris. It's like, yeah, so, well, how, how much can we get for this? <laughs> you know, I, I have my prized possession is my Scott Stevens game worn signed jersey. Uh, awesome. And and I've told the story how I got it. I didn't get it. Like this was given to me as a super super nice gift. So like that's framed and in my living room. But like that's all I have. Like other than my jerseys, but I yeah. wear them all the time. Like I I don't. Of course, you're not going to wear your Stevens one. It's signed. But is that you your know. gem? Would you say of all this? Like you know how to collect a guy, but would that no? Be your... But yes, that would be it. That would be it. That would be oh. like you know fires in the house. You know, get the dogs out and find the cat and grab the Stevens jersey. That's it. Yeah, I don't have a particular one. I did get on a little phase after college where I started collecting a few autographs. I just kind of outgrew it, but specifically, I had one in mind for Brodor. So I've got like four different things signed for Brodor, like a, a gold medal, um, Stanley Cup pose, all these different things. Because my goal was always to kind of create like a, a four picture, you know, collage with all of his final accomplishments. And it just took put, him so long to retire. You'll put By the, the time he did, I was. He gets on you right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. So I never wound up building it, but I'm probably. Honestly, most of the stuff, like I don't have one particular cherished thing. I'd probably offload some of it too. I, that's some of the stuff I was thinking down there where we would do like giveaways. Yeah, I have most of know. the sticks from the 95 team. I have, uh, and I one thing I do have, which actually was a really cool story with it, is I have a Claw the Mew Titan stick from back of the Stanley Cup with Montreal. So I actually went when Colorado was practicing in Tampa at the Brandon Ice Forum, and the bus unloads. This is when Valerie Kaminsky was with them, Patrick mm-hmm. Wall, all those guys. So and Lemieux, I had you know as a kid I had met Lemieux before and he wasn't very friendly to be honest in his playing days. And uh, he gets off the bus and he stops and stares at me and says, "Where did you get that from?" Comes over, calls over like I think it was Kamensky. A couple guys came over, which was funny because Kamensky actually gave me a stick just because he he met me at this thing. But Claude Lemieux picked up the stick and goes, "I haven't played with this for since like I was a teenager," and like totally talked to me. And it was like very that That's experience awesome. was That's actually awesome. cooler than even having the item. I'll oh, never yeah. get rid of the item. It's in my living room at home. If options, oh, it's in Florida. But that was something that I always because this was one of my favorite players, as you guys know, growing up in me. I loved Claude the Mew, and he when I first met him, he blew me off when I was a kid. But when he saw this stick, it stopped him in his tracks, and he That's started awesome. talking to me. He's like, "Where the hell did you get this?" He was like, "I blew it, you off for years. You stopped." Yeah, that. it was something I never forgot, man. And I, it was something that you know, I just I, even my sister was with me. We were just like, "Oh, we were starstruck." I was a young kid. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome," you know. That's and it's the one cool. item that I have that I, I yeah, kind of cherish. That's pretty cool. All right, well. I, I think that we got the the, the got positivity the out. out of the way. We got the happy yes. out. Time to go. See you <laughs> later. Fast forward <laughs> to today. Right. A must-win game against the team ahead of you. If you win this game, it's three points. It's two games in hand. It's pretty much you play playoff-type hockey the rest of the season. You're making it. Destiny's in your own hands, at least, for the yeah. most part. You know, you can you can do it. You can make a push. You can do it. Um, and then we got what we got. We got, you know, a, a third period. You're down by a goal. Your playoff lives on the line and you have three shots on goal. Like, 
this is the most inept, impotent team I have seen. Two power in a plays really in that period, long too, right? Time. And two power yeah. plays. No shots on either power play. Yeah. Um, Maddening. And then, you know, the Montreal game, like, I understand that, you know, Sal and Erica Brockter and even Kenny Danico and Bill Spall, I know they have to look for any positives when they're calling the games and such. But you honestly would have thought that Timo Meyer was in the Hart Trophy running with how they were talking about him. The guys played one really good game, really, all year. Yeah, and, you know? and by the way, that and, that was extremely obvious from us in the stands, too, that he was having a really good game, points right. aside. Like, it was obvious. I didn't think it was, you know, the next big thing. No, but, I mean, I get that they have to try and sure. find some positive, especially this season. And then this year, and then, then today – you know, can he build off it? Can he do it? No, nobody built off anything from that win. I mean, they looked like, I mean, by the third period, they didn't even look like they wanted to be there. Um, and, and look, guys, the book is out on Jack Hughes. Okay. You want Jack to disappear from a game, get a little physical with him early. He's gone. And that's what happened these last two games. And, you know, I know he's still trying. He's Jack Hughes, but I don't know what that even means anymore. Like, you, you know, this whole team, is so fucked top to bottom. Like, I don't have a whole lot of positive. I have a whole lot of negative to talk about. And I'll, I'll try and keep everything to, like, you know, I, I don't want to spend an entire hour bitching, but, like, I just, what do you guys make of this right now? I mean, this performance today, uh, abysmal. Tony, what do you, I mean, give me your opinion on today. I mean, well, other than wanting know- to probably stick your head in an oven. You know, it's it's been a long, long year. Um and I am the I guess I'm the positive one of the group, but I'm not. It's been a shitty, it's been a shitty season, man. We have no one showing up. I mean, you know, I, I'm a Devils fan till the end, like I was. Me and Bobby were saying earlier. I, I love my team, but it's been a rough season. Um, first of all, goaltending wise, I mean, it's just been a mess there. I, I can't even. And you know what? Schmidt didn't even play that bad tonight in you know first half of the game, and just our defenses to me. I mean, there's so many mistakes going on in the defense. Sometimes I wonder, and I saw a comment someone made that I. I love Luke Hughes, but if his name wasn't Luke Hughes, would he be in Utica a little bit more this right. year? I don't know. It's really funny that you said that because I was I saw that exact one, and it was that Centura Hitaka would be up here uh, right now if Luke was names wasn't Luke Hughes. And I do not comment on like I'll I'll give a agreement or something every once in a while on Twitter. But if I disagree with somebody, I do not put in there. I'm not Same looking here. to. I'm not looking to argue with anybody. You have your opinion. You have a right to it. You have yeah. a. I'm not. Who who the fuck am I to go and shit on them? Now the host I read of the number that. one New Jersey Devils podcast in the country. Well, yeah, not yet. German. Um, and I read that, and oh, it's oh. crazy that you are saying that you agree with it because I have never read something that I disagreed with more. No, I agree with than you. that. It, Dude, the dude is 20 years old. He is put in, being put in an impossible position. He's our number one defenseman. He's logging the majority of ice time. He is out there, other than today, up against every single team's number one line. And the, he still plays really, really good. There is so much on this kid's plate. If you swapped him with Santira Hataka and gave Hataka those assignments – we would be losing by 10 every night. I honestly believe that. Like Luke Hughes 
is in an impossible situation. And I agree with you, but there's a lot of mistakes. Fault. And we said this from the beginning of the season, before the season even started, actually. You're going to see a lot of these, what, growing right. pains and stuff like that. So I'm not surprised about that, but I didn't 100% disagree with it. But I only, I'm thinking more like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, for the, you know, be down there, not so much pressure. Because this, this defense is so, there's so many mistakes all around right now. And there's just so many. And I, I also contributed to, I know, you know, you guys may not agree, but we did lose some d- defensive guys last year that, that does hurt us this year. I mean, you could see it. Absolutely. Um, Especially, you know, but Graves, I think, is even more than a Severson loss. Which is weird because Graves is playing terrible in Pittsburgh. And Marino's playing terrible this year. Like, maybe that pairing just worked for both of them yeah um you know and i i I agree with you um i think that we all knew the it was a hundred percent severson out luke hughes in and we were all good with that now if you have adam graves john marino dougie hamilton kevin ball luke hughes our defense is completely different. And for the Adam most Graves, part, that's pretty old. Uh, I meant Ryan Graves. <laughs> yeah, my bad. But uh, you get my point. Um, you know, that's a completely different defensive lineup. And it's, you know, and instead, you know, Dougie Hamilton is your number one then. And, you know, you're, maybe Luke is playing on that third pairing because he's not, maybe he sees 10, 11 minutes, 12 minutes of ice time a night, and you're easing him into it. The guy, that's how it was supposed to go. And if it did go that way, I think that Luke Hughes' numbers would be spectacular. And everybody would be going on and on about what a great defenseman we have waiting in the wings to soon take over that number one spot. The dude, first, everyone knows that defensemen take like almost twice as long to develop. Mm-hmm. as And Luke Hughes will be great, I think. I have no doubt Absolutely. that. And he's thrown in this situation that is just a, a shame on Tom Fitzgerald. Uh, that's all I'm going to say that this kid is, thank God he's mentally strong. Cause this could, this is something that season like this could ruin a kid. And I don't think that's the issue because I think he's just going to keep on getting better and better, but Holy shit, man, it is such a clusterfuck in that organization right now. Well, the goaltending frustrates me and not because of the guys. I mean, it's been rough for the guys we have playing some of these dudes, but just in general, the fact that we knew last year, we kind of were hoping we would go out and grab a goaltender this year has been the same thing, and we're just not doing it. And I just don't know. I actually saw – I don't know if you guys saw that uh, That Boston may be letting uh, Omar go. I was reading that today. Um, I have so much to say about the goaltending. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but, but Bobby, jump in, please. Yeah, so let me start with the Luke Hughes stuff too because, yeah, I agree. He is in an impossible situation. I think if I heard right the other day that this would have been like the college season would have been over too. So as far as – uh, total time playing, he's he's exhausted. Kind of whatever. Playing he's more hockey used. than he's ever played in his right, life. and he's leading the team in minutes. Um, he has been making more mistakes lately. I don't. It's a combination of factors, of course. Defensive pairings um, might be a little tired, overwhelmed, trying to do too much. All the things that we've said. We have a prediction that I mentioned to you about Nemec, and it's kind of the reason why I picked that particular prediction when we get to it. Um, but you you don't you're not going to send them down. Um, you, you need him, obviously he's logging your number one minutes. I wish there was kind of a better way, you know, to, um, just tell him you could take a backseat for a couple extra minutes here and there, but anybody who watches him knows he's far and above most uh, defenders at his age. Um, so I don't think there's any harm in, in having him sit up here. I think what I got from that particular post was more about, um, is he entitled to more because he's Luke Hughes? Not that he doesn't deserve 
what he's getting. That's kind of what I put in it. Yeah, and that, I, I think that's a lot of what he meant too. You're right. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's, that's what I got. That. More than literally saying send them down to the AHL, I think that was a yeah. way of but it saying. Was, to me, I took it the other way because he, whoever posted it specifically wrote, Santera Hataka. Like, Santera Hataka is better and should be up here. And just because Luke's Jack's brother, he's got the minutes. Hataka is not better. And the small sample size we saw doesn't suggest that he is. Doesn't suggest he's not going to be awesome either. We don't know. I liked him. I liked everything I I saw about him. him. And I was actually kind of bummed when he he went down because I I don't want Santera Hataka over Luke Hughes, but I'll take him over Jonas Siegenthaler. Okay. I'll do it. You know, know, get rid of Siegenthaler, bring Hataka up. And then as far as the game at large, I mean, I was actually very optimistic the first, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, I think. I thought they looked like they came out to <laughs> so win that sick. game. And then as the first period went on, it was, you know, it was another one of those ones. We, we only had like six shots in the first period, which is pretty indicative of, of how they started to play. And it was something we've seen all year. Kind of one thing went wrong and then a second thing. And then I used the word coasting. I saw a lot of coasting on defense. There wasn't like that last they minute urgency to clear a puck, get in front sloppy. of the zone. Yeah, yeah, very sloppy, and boom, it was 2 nothing, And it looked pretty good when Toffoli got the power play goal. I had sat there, I'm like, all right, so now they got a power play goal yesterday. They got a power play goal today. This looks pretty good when they went to the third, and they had a couple of opportunities. I said, maybe this is the time they're finally going to get two in a game. you know. And, of course, they didn't. And, again, it just seems like back to the old habit of, oh, damn it, one thing went wrong. What was oh, me? What, what are we going to do now? Yeah. Instead of just going out there and doing it. Yeah, they were probably just thinking, first of all, how can we win? We've had too many injuries this year. And, you know, as soon as we're done, the media is just going to ask us a whole bunch of questions we don't want to answer. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's probably exactly what the team was thinking, considering the book. I don't get what you're saying here. Chris. What, what well, are you saying? I mean, all right, the power play. Let's start there. And now I'm not going to go and trash buffoon because we did that the last episode and he's still behind the bench and, you know, shame on everybody in management that this guy's still coaching this team, but I digress. Um, we were before yesterday and I'm sorry, I didn't count yesterday as a power play goal. Our power play sucked yesterday and Nico, he took a, took it upon himself to make a great individual effort and score a goal that did not have anything to do with the power play. I had to do with our sure. captain saying, I, fuck this shit. It just so happened to be yeah, on a power play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Today, okay, they got a legit power play goal, but I'll give them yesterday. That makes us two for 825, (laughs) something like that, right? What has been done to spark this power play at all? We have, and if you watch it, the most predictable power play in the NHL, right? Luke gets the puck starting in the D zone, right? Skates it up, does a long, sometimes very sloppy drop past, way too long sometimes. I've said it before, Tony, you and I talked about it, right? Somebody's going to telegraph that shit and take it to the house. Um, uh, Jack gets it, comes up the center. 95% of the time, it's off to the right to Tyro Toffoli. And Toffoli comes in, usually gets smushed against the boards, and then it goes behind. It's all you have to do. You know exactly what they're doing. And then the puck's out of the zone. There's no creativity on this power play at all. And Lindy Ruff was asked about this power play constantly. And I kept hearing like for weeks, right? We're going to do some tweaking. We're going to do some changing. Like one power play, he swapped out Mercer for Brat. That was it. Why is Timo Meyer not on the first power play unit? Why not give him a shot? Bobby, you mentioned the last I, show. I Swap did. it out. Put the second power play unit out there first and give the team something to think about. Look, 
all these things might work. None of these things might work. But you don't know if you don't do them. Right. I mean, even Nemec's shot angles are going to be different than where Luke prefers to be. Right. So you just mix it up a little bit. He's a different player. Um, so, you know, Colin Miller, let's go out there and shoot at 100 miles an hour now instead right. of he 85. Was at least, see what that At happens. least on the no. second unit sure. uh, today he was. I mean, right. But we haven't seen him enough. Um, this Travis Green and this power play are friggin' abysmal. And I think I think they did so well in the beginning that it's hard for people to want to like deviate from the blueprint. But the rest of the league caught up with the blueprint, right? right? So now right. you have to do something different, exactly. And, and, and I really do miss Dougie Hamilton because even in the beginning of the year, I said it the first like couple weeks. I'm like, why does Luke have Dougie's spot on power play number one? I didn't think he earned that yet. As much no. as I love Luke. He's an asset on the second power play. I wanted Dougie doing his thing, so I didn't even understand that back then. It seemed like too big of a change too fast. You know, lo- yes, losing the, I think, probably the best point shot in the league in Dougie Hamilton, that killed this team. Well, he, his him. get through, and, that's yeah. his thing. He gets them yeah, through, he finds they're the not lane. blocked, and if, they don't, and if they don't score, they're low and they're ready for rebounds. Like, he's a master at it for sure. Yep. So, you know, missing him. And, Tony, you, you brought up goalies. And now I, I, this is the part of the show where I really want to talk about our general manager, um, the guy who we, holy shit, sung the praises of, right, all summer. We this have shows no titled wrong. after him. Yes. I mean, uh, I was. I think I, Dan's got a tattoo of him. That, it, that's I told him not to do that. On his ass. Um, Bobby learned from the Ryan Graves tattoo. Yeah, I, got, I do still got to look at that every day. <laughs> Boy, okay, what so a long stick. Right. <laughs> Man, the Uncle Puckers are back, baby. So we, we, we at the end of last year, right? Right after the playoffs, right? We were, and I, I know that like, we're not the type of people that'll like toot our own horns or anything like that. I've tried. I can't reach. Fat <laughs> fuck. Um, oh, you know, 140 it, pounds, it, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's why I called you a fat fuck. If you were really fat, I never would call you a fat know, fuck. That's rude. You'd be cast three money. feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is three feet. I'm sorry. I wish. For your wife. Um, you know, we, we were, and I'm not saying that they took it from us. I think that it was the obvious thought process was Connor Hollebuck is going to be a free agent. Things were in shambles yeah. last year uh, with Winnipeg, you know, Shifley wanting out, you know, um, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois wanting out, all these, you know, Connor Hellebuck wasn't going to sign. It, it was a perfect situation, right? Yeah. And, you know, we, we discussed it a lot on this show, and it was, you know, do it. You have to do it no matter what from some of us, and it was, it's going to be a big contract. Do you want to get locked into this guy for so long and all this stuff? And it was all valid arguments. And in the end, I think we all were pretty okay with what Tom Fitzgerald, you know, came out and said, I, I have confidence in, in Vanacek and Schmid, and I want to see how this goes. And we thought too, you're never really going to know unless you give it a, you know, yes, Connor Hollebuck will be great. But these guys, you know, VTech had a good year last year. We were willing to go. And we came up with that, with the assumption we would see that type of average right. goaltending. And, yeah, Chris, were you watching so. TNT tonight? I'm asking no. you because it's the exact same thing you're talking about. They were talking no. about. So go ahead. I, okay. I don't get TNT on my phone. Um, but but Fitz didn't didn't make the move. Okay. So you don't get, get Hallbuck. It was obvious early on in the season that this – these goal tape goalies were no good and just having bad years. I shouldn't say no good because the defense, everything, we all know why they've been this bad. Um, so, you know, you need a goalie, right? You got to do something. And Jacob Markstrom's name comes up, which, uh, you know, 
guy's an amazing goalie and we're going to, you know, let's go out and get Jacob Marstrom. And apparently we find out that Fitz is talking, serious conversations. Calgary comes here to play. Markstrom plays great. Tom Fitzgerald never should have let him leave that fucking building. Plain and simple. You should have made that deal. And you, then we find out later that, oh, well, there was a hang up because Fitz wanted Calgary to retain some of Markstrom's contract. We have nine million extra dollars this year. We desperately need a goalie. One of the best is available, and you're haggling with them because you don't want to pay the guy. Um, all right, I, I maybe there's more here GME shit that I don't understand. Yeah. But to the layman, you fucking take the contract. You trade him for the guy. Take the contract. You know, unless it's unless they're giving them to you. Uh, I mean, or you're giving them a huge haul back. We don't know what the the trade was, right. but. That was the second fucking mistake. And then we find it. They were kind of talking about this on TNT tonight. What were they saying? saying? They were saying that, you know, the devils are always in on the conversation, but never, it's not getting done. Like when the Hellebuck, and and that's why I asked you if you were watching that broadcast tonight, because during the intermission, I don't know if I was hearing the same thing, actually. They were saying last year you heard Hellebuck, Hellebuck, and he was so, he was linked to New Jersey. You definitely thought he was going there. You pretty much thought it was a done deal. Same thing with Markstrom this year. They were kind of saying how, for the devil fans, it's been a little like you could tell that like you hear us in the, the conversation, but it just never gets done. So that's why I kind of thought you were. Well, here's the third one. This. There's another one now. Right. So now we find out that Fitz realizes, shit, I really dropped the ball here with Markstrom. Definitely should have gotten Connor Hollebuck. Um, Yossi Saros. Let me call my boy Barry Trotz. We go way back. Let's try and make a deal. Calls Barry Trotz, and apparently they're talking. And Barry Trotz, from what came out, wants Dawson Mercer. Now, I don't know what the rest of the package is, but Dawson Mercer needs to be included for UC Soros. Mm-hmm. UC Soros, the first the guy we let go, right, was is now, at this moment, with Winnipeg, 26-10-3, Connor Halbach, has a 2.13 goals against average and a .9275 save percent. Wow. And three shutouts. Could use that. The second guy that we lost, Jacob Markstrom, right, who who waived his no trade clause to come here, okay, wanted to play for this team. Despite the fact that we're not exactly gangbusters right now. Right. Wanted to come here. We talked about the money, right? His numbers, 19, 15, and 2. 2.58 goals against, 0.914 save percent. Two shutouts. Dawson Mercer, I mean, uh, Vitek Vanacek, rather, 17-9-3, and 3.18 goals against, an 8-9 save percentage, no shutouts. Dawes, 7-8-0, 3.3 goals against, 0.895 save percentage, zero shutouts. Akira Schmidt, 5-7-1, 3.26 goals against, 0.893 save percent, zero shutouts. UC Soros, 23-21-2, 2.95 goals against average, 0.904 save percent. We're not going to get UC Soros... Because Dawson Mercer, uh, who has played 57 games this year, 15 goals, 11 assists for 26 points and a minus 16, we want him. We don't want the most important position on this team in UC Soros. You're not going to go and get him for Dawson Mercer. I know you guys are Dawson Mercer fans. I am too. I like the kid. Of course. But I like this. I root for this team. I don't root for individuals. Oh. I root for the crest on the front. So what do you think? Because I think it doesn't matter. They want Mercer. You do it with the state of this team right now. Because, look, you have the slimmest of slim chances to make the playoffs. 
And if you're fucking serious about it, you do have to do something. And even if you don't, you have to prepare for next year. Dawson Mercer in the package for UC Soros. Do you do it or not? I, for Marsham, I would. Um, for Soros, I don't know. If, I, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that Mercer's having a, just a shitty year. I don't know. I, I'm not a big Soros fan, but Markstrom, I would definitely do it. So I'm not saying I wouldn't get rid of him. I'm not saying I would not part with him because I agree with you. If it's going to make the team better, I definitely agree. I'm not a believer 100% in Soros, so I wouldn't do that side. But for Markstrom, I would do it. Bob. I'm sorry. I just got the Dawson Mercer bobblehead. So no, he <laughs> and if you'd like to buy it for six dollars seven of them. If yeah. he goes on to win seven cups in Nashville, think about the Jersey Devil value of that bobblehead, right? Yeah. Actually, like, ship uh, that fucker out. Right? Now, in all seriousness, um, we've been talking a lot of all different scenarios, right? And sometimes addition by subtraction. Now, here's a popular player. Here's a young player that's got a ceiling that we might not even – fully understand but i also know that he's coming up on some contracts right he's and and we at some point have to you can't put all your money into all forwards and you only listen you get dawson mercer's guaranteed for one more year that's right. it right um, that's what i'm saying he, it's not like we have him on the first year of his entry level and you've got it so you do have to start spreading out the money you are going to have serious paydays for guys like Nemec and Hughes you do need to pay for a goalie spot i would hate to see Dawson Mercer go but sometimes if a guy like that goes who's probably also not utilized correctly this year which has something to do with his numbers you do that it slides a couple other people around that might make more sense now let's say you get rid of Mercer right okay now the smoke's cleared unless some other deal comes in that blows us away for another player now we're not talking about Holtz anymore so now we could just say Holtz look you're on the team here you go you're up a line go do your thing do your thing your way we're going to tell the defensemen to you know do their thing their way so that you don't get burned all the time or whatever it is they have to say because you also have other things coming up in the year like Toffoli a lot of yep. people are saying, hey, maybe we're not going to make the playoffs. We shouldn't let him leave for nothing. And I say, who the hell says he's going to leave? Right. This guy fits in great. Who would you and rather Everybody wants though? everybody to be 20 years old forever. Right. And we don't need to be 20 years old forever. So if you're, you know, maybe you're keeping to Foley, you're losing Mercer, Holtz goes up to a second line role. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things in play here, but you are getting a goalie. The only thing I would ask about Soros, I don't know his term either. Well, his term, unfortunately, he is only he'll be a UFA after next season as well. Right. He signed a uh, his salary six million. His cap hits five for this season, uh, so he's got another year at six million. Um, you're 100 percent right. Everything you just said, like, are we is this so? Is this the team that we want for the next eight years? What we see on the ice right now? Then sign Mercer. Like because yeah, you then you've essentially locked up any forward group you can afford, right? And then the rest of the players are going to be whoever you can slot in at minimal contracts because you're maxed out on your forward group. So if everybody's happy with that and thinks it's a Stanley Cup winning roster, then there you go. There's your forward group. Who right? would you rather get rid of, Bobby Holzer or Mercer? If you had to choose one, because I'm thinking, I believe Mercer's having a down year. I, I mean, do. which could work I, out for us contract wise, actually. I think Mercer's a diamond in the rough type of player. I think he's more of your. Uh, you know, 200 foot hockey player. And I think Holtz, I know what you're going to get with Holtz. And I think he's a weapon, but I think if you're talking to me, like if I'm looking at it now, we're legit Stanley cup contenders for a couple of years. And one of those two guys is going to be on one of your lines, pushing through the playoffs for the next six, seven years. I would go Mercer. Yeah. I mean, if if it's up to me, I'm going to dump Holtz way before I dump Mercer. I think Mercer is a good player, a, a very good player, but 
I agree. I don't, I would not want to see him go. And if you could somehow make the deal and put in Siegenthal or Vanacek, um, you know, Holtz and a prospect or so to get a Markstrom or a Soros, you absolutely do. I'd be more about that if I'm Fitzgerald. Again, we don't know that that's not what he's saying, but forget about whatever you want me to do on, on, um, what's my call it side? Uh, Sorry, the goaltender Calgary. Markstrom to retain salary or, or whatever that is. Fine, but I'd really be pushing. You got to take somebody. Right. Like we need to get something in the millions off our books, and then I'll do whatever way you want to do the transaction for the goalie part of it. Yeah. Now, I mean, now I think you lost your deal with with Calgary. They're they're playing such really much better hockey now. They're in a playoff spot. They're not moving, you know, Hannafin right away. And if they do. He's probably going to go to Tampa Bay because he already said that that's where he wants yeah. to go. So you probably could have gotten a package in December, January for Hannafin and Markstrom. And Markstrom's value is going up every day. We, exactly. We wait now. So. And, and you, you could have had that. You could have had that done. And on this team right now, you could have had, you know, Jacob Markstrom in net, Nico Dawes backing him up, Noah Hannafin as your number one D-man. This team is much more balanced and comfortable and i think that you can kind of settle in just with those two guys and be a much better team and make a serious playoff run and at that point you had some road ahead of you and you know you could have that's the time to do it we were saying it you know you got to do it now you can't freaking wait and he waited the team's falling apart and there you're stuck now i mean you're not going to get shit uh, you're definitely not going to get markstrom it's all the more reason why it's starting to look like maybe Fitz planning to stay pat all along now. I, I, you know what, I would, I would love to know what Tom Fitzgerald's plan is with anything because he hasn't said shit. It's always leaking that we're talking, like Tony said, and they said on TNT, we're always in the mix, right? We're always just, you know, just hanging around the conversation. But shit or get off the fucking pot, man. And, I like aggressive general managers. Well, what's I'm, really weird about that is the last three or four years. We were finally always in the conversation and got the guy. We got Dougie Hamilton here. We got Timo Meyer here and signed him. Like it wasn't like it used to be, right? Where it's just in the conversation. Pilate even, exactly. At that year he was, you know, the, the hot one that everybody wanted. So we have been striking hot and we did okay, let's say we accelerated faster than we were supposed to last year, yada yada yada. But we still had the opportunity with the assets and the money to make another move this year. And, and we're he, not, we have he's, he's done shit. Uh, you know, this whole team is and, and the another thing you could have done or should do is get rid of the buffoon behind the bench, man. Lindy Ruff is not getting the best out of this team. And I don't even give a shit just for the fucking, you know, stupid, quote unquote, uh, coach pop you get, you know, that you get those maybe three or four in a row because you got a new head coach in there. I take it uh, for this guy. And if he's going to be gone at the end of the summer anyway, and you're not going to make the playoffs, what are you doing keeping him around other than just pissing off the guys in the dressing room? Because I think he's lost that dressing room. Yeah, so he said all the right things today um, to a reporter when asked if, if this is on his shoulders. And finally we got, and this may be cliche, but it's the coach answer that you want to hear, not, you know, blaming reporters on power play performance. But he did go ahead and said, I take full responsibility uh, for players wanting to win. I'm responsible for the wins and losses, who gets on the ice and who doesn't get on the ice. We've got a passionate fan base. They want the wins. If you look at our home record, that part hurts. So I feel fully responsible. Hey. That's what you want to hear. That's all you had to say all year. Yeah, fire him. 
I'm not. <laughs> now that that's clear, you can go. <laughs> I mean, he fucking all... said it. <laughs> He's like, come on. <laughs> but even there was a further quote where they even said, do you worry about your job? And he said, in this profession, like, that's not worth it because, you know, you know it's always coming. Basically, Let me see how much money Lindy Ruff's made in his life. And for me, while Chris you know, is that only, that, up, that, I'll that, say that, I'm not the, I'm not the, you know, I'm the positive. I'm the guy posting on the X page. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm not, you know, I don't put anything else really. But I, I, I I'm not, I'm not against if they make a change. I think it's going to be during, like I said the whole time, it's going to be during the off season. I'm not the head hunting for Lindy Ruff really. I just think this team. There's so much parts of this team this year that disappoint me all yeah, around the too. roster and guys. I'm not. I'm not one of the people on but, Twitter all fired up, but I will say that I can. I see. I'm not saying I couldn't see it happening. I just think it's going to be during the off season, and I don't think that's the biggest not, problem. How stars. do you not like? You can't just turn around and say guys are underperforming because they're all playing like shit. They're underperforming because they're not being put in the right spots. They're not. But you're I think not, they're not getting giving the, the best out of them. And, I think if you give this team a goaltender and you give this team a defenseman that can actually like bolster up the i mean i watched that ranger game man we were smacked around like there was no tomorrow Dude, it was embarrassing you, man you give this team those tools and i'm sorry but i think it's a different story this year so i'm bringing it up to the head off i'm bringing it further than lindy ruff because i'm not the like i said i'm not the headhunter for him but i think that you have to go to fitzgerald and i i've loved fitzgerald i mean i thought he's been done great until the season you, if you give this team a goalie and you give them some strength and some that, that kid from the Rangers, people can say what they want about him, but that dude, what's his name, Remke? I don't know, dude. but I'll take him. Yeah, this guy is bashing heads out there. I want to fucking see that. Like, I want to see. I just see devils laying on the ice, a stick in the corner, and a guy flat on his stomach. And it's this so is embarrassing. Yeah, it's like it this is. is what I see. And look, I think we laid out a pretty good indictment on Tom Fitzgerald here too. Absolutely, nobody on this show is is giving him a free pass on the you know or, or the players. You know, I'm not giving a free pass to the fucking players. They they have got to do better than going out there. But this is what happens when you lose a dressing room. Right. The compete goes away. And the guys don't give a shit. And in the back of their fucking heads, every professional athlete is playing that way to get the fucking coach fired. And you know that's how I feel is. this team's playing right now. What did so Jack you, Hughes say a couple weeks it ago? Might be, it, real quick, though, it might not be fair. I agree with you. It's probably not, you know, but he has to go. This team is just not performing. And know? he may it's, go, but I still believe it won't be till the offseason. I just don't think that's the way they run the, the way this organization with, with Fitzgerald does things. I think Tom Fitzgerald's going to have a lot of shit to answer for at the end of the summer. I don't think one of those questions he wants to deal with every every friggin' interview is why did you wait so long to fire Lindy Ruff if you fired him the day the day after your season ended? You know, because that's what's going to happen, and that's that's a rough one. You know why why did you wait? No, you know. I mean, listen, Tony, about, uh, yeah, okay. I'm, the, I'm the happy homer too. You know, I didn't, I, I was defending rough to a point all year. It wasn't without realm of possibility that I thought he maybe needs to step away. But as of late, it's just the only logical conclusion I've come to, whether it's fully deserved on him or not. The point is to make the team better. This team is not playing for him right now. This team, you can't come out on a day like today, you know, with everything on the line, with it right there in front of you and have that kind of, game and, and don't give me the you know day after a game day because tampa did the same thing you know what i mean so it's just the only conclusion i've come to at this point and i think this whole mess would be a lot easier if Fitzgerald stepped up and said listen here's the deal i'm trying like hell to make this team better i really want a goaltender the the prices are not 
attainable and we're not going to make any moves this year. We're going to roll with the guys we got. We're going to go into the off season. Then at least we would know. Okay. Yeah. Then you don't want to, you don't want to give away all our assets for a one year goalie, but you're going to come back this summer and really try to, you know, okay. You know, the fan base, they're not going to like it because we all want to win now, but you're going to understand it more than this silence, you're right. you know? And if he came out and said at the same time, I am or am not letting go of Lindy Ruff because of these reasons. And again, at least like Chris said, we'll have the grand plan. That's the frustrating point. There's 20 something games left to go. Theoretically, we're very much in reach. Bobby, not on a podcast. I'm just sitting there looking at the math going, no problem. We're still right there. You know, analytically, I'm looking at this going, you've shown me nothing to suggest that you're actually going to make the playoffs. So I'm definitely battling in my own head. How about that Jack Hughes too? Like it sucks because we all, we're all big Hughes fans. We all love Jack. But he makes that comment, right? And now, even tonight, I'm like, oh, man, we need because we need Jack to step up. We just need, we, and I like I, again. I'm going to say it for a second time in a row. I love Jack Hughes. I think the talent is through the roof. But man, we just I think Nico has been more important this year on this team than a lot of the guys. I mean, I, like I said a couple weeks episodes ago, Nico deserves to be the captain of this team. I have. Right. Now, can I, you I imagine mean, if we had both of them firing on all cylinders yeah. all year long? Man, and Jack Hall, has, there's certain guys who have not showed up 100%. They've been there, but you're just... Listen, I I like Jack Hughes a lot. Jack Hughes is a very, very good player. Best player on our team. And Jack Hughes, I believe, kind of needs to grow up a little bit. And I think that you're seeing that this year. I think that his whole I'm a superstar thing, I think he's trying a bit too hard. I think he's got to just, you know, in a year or two, like I just got to grow up a little bit because he can be one of the best players, but there's just, and, and when he gets physical, like, you know, I'm watching that. What did I text you guys? Something like, oh, uh, it's like the, th- the three words that can get this team into the playoffs, <laughs> performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> yes. Those are the things that we need. We need Jack to hit a gym. He gets pushed around way too much. And then he tries a little too hard and he squeezes a stick too much. And he doesn't have that, like being able to kind of block everything out yet. I don't think, and just be like, I'm taking over the game because I can, I think he lets shit get in his head. And, uh, you know, he's got to grow out of that. And I think it's just because he is young and there is tons of expectations on his shoulders. I think he might have bought into it a little bit too much. Get back last to just year, he did. playing he, hockey. He did drive it. But last year, what would happen is if he had a frustrating game that threw him off, it didn't last more than the game because the team around him was so good. We were just doing so good. He didn't have to do it on Right, but then he would just come right back the next day and still do it on his own anyway. Yeah. You know, because it was like a magical season. And but he's like definitely today, capable getting back to that. I think he feels at this point like I got to do everything. I got to carry this team. I think the, and, and I think a lot of the players feel that. Yeah, I mean, and and a lot of them they just need to they just need to get confidence back. I mean, you see that big time. They're not skating. They're not fucking uh, you know taking shots. They're trying to make pretty passes like every single chance. They're just fundamentally, it seems like everything is out of whack with this team. And I'll tell you what, we bring some confidence, yeah. guys. You need some. You need some force. I mean, you need we someone to none. fire you up. Who though? Does our Who? minor league system? Do we not bring up? Do we? Not, I know. I, mean, I was thinking teams, that today. the Rangers are bringing up guys that will take your head off. I mean, I fucking hate the Rangers. Like, don't we have anybody that we could bring up to fire up? I, I think because, we only draft fucking under six foot fast 
Europeans. Guys like fucking Cam Jansen back in the day. These dudes pollute. They fired up your back? team, man. You know, they fired up your team. Like, yes. There was yelling between the benches. Now we got a guy that weighs 130 pounds yelling at a team that's going to crush us once we have to get back on <laughs> right. the ice. I mean, it's a big problem. And people could say, oh, it's not the time of goons or whatever. But we it's fucking not about need a goon. That. Yeah, you're right. We need it's a, a physical game. Yeah, We're not it's figure skating. The Rangers knew when we played them the other night. This was like they must have just been they, every salivating team to get out there. They're like, I'm not surprised to be honest. It's time to get past the stadium series game because that's that was a, a fun night. But man, I'm surprised the Flyers didn't crush us with their size in some ways because we don't have that fire. And I remember back in the '90s, the 2000s. You know, it was we had those early days. We had fire, and now we don't have that. We, we there's no. I don't know what our excitement is. You can't have your superstar player like Jack Hughes being the mouthpiece of the team yelling at a bench because you know what? There's a guy on that bench that they can basically sacrifice for five minutes to come crush you. Yeah, or a game. Yeah, and that will care. fire you up. Yeah. And we and, and and you said, like, and that's the other problem is, like, Jack seems like he's made out of glass, and anytime he gets a big hit, he's out for a long period of time. So, like, to have – this is another problem. Like, superstars in, in this league, guys like – McDavid and McKinnon and Kucherov. Matthews, they're fucking they're big. big. You know, yeah. they hit and they can take a hit. And Jack can't take a hit. And you, you know, know what it is? Glass Joe from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. That's yeah. what we are. Yeah, we are the first exactly guy that gets his not, has knocked down. No, no. And we and we don't even have like think about it, how much of a struggle Montreal was yesterday. Like that yeah. game should not have been a struggle. Oh, like I'm sorry, it shouldn't have been that hard. I am not going to be surprised at all if San Jose beats us tomorrow night or Tuesday night. They've I'm not going to be once before this year. Yeah, they came into our building and beat yeah. our asses. And if we play like we played the third period today, if that carries over, we're going to lose that game. Yeah, we need that fire. We don't have any fire. I don't no, see it. I and I was thinking the same thing today. I'm watching it because they called the kid up. What was his name? The kid that played today. Ah, oh, he had a good game too, Bobby. What was his name? We were just talking about him. I just said it. He got a shot out right away. He got a shot yeah, in there. Yeah, he you know, scored he's... on that man. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of hoping. But uh, then you know they mentioned when they because uh, you know, I guess you watched the TNT feed. I watched. The yeah, TNT I watched feed. the TNT feed. Yeah. So they had mentioned that his first game in Utica, he had fought somebody, and I was thinking, okay, wait a second, maybe he's the guy. But then he got like you know two and a half minutes of ice time. So. You know, but I liked what Halloween. I saw. Yeah, duh. Yeah. And yeah. he's a big guy, too. Like, yeah. But is he I, tough? Is he a fighter? Like I don't I don't know. Anybody a fighter on this team, boys. Yeah. But, I mean, he's got like a chiseled chin and shit, man. He looks like he ripped somebody's head then off. Then we Maybe can just let him get go. him to put him on a line with Jack. And then if anybody hits Jack, he can pick Jack up and throw him into the guy. Sounds I think that would work perfectly. You know, we talk yeah. about playoffs. We're not playoff built. You know, oh we're going to playoffs, man. They're going to throw us right out of the door. We're gonna, it's going to be 2017. It's yes. it's going to we might get the you know charity game, but it'll it's going to be ugly, man. It's going to be like you all you're going to hear about it would be like the most undeserving team to make it to the playoffs. How they managed to pull it off is crazy because we're going to go up against what Florida or the Rangers? Oh, you go against Florida, you're, you're not. I mean, that's you're, over you're, and for. Think about this. You're another team. You're going against the Devils in the playoff series. What's your first plan? Okay, guys, just go out there in this first game and just hit everybody. First shift. Like, we can lose this game. Just go out and hit them. Yeah. And this is going to affect the whole series because there's no one to answer to that. You but know? if we had one dude that if you come out and say go out and hit them and then one dude just next shift goes out there, drops the gloves and beats the shit out of one of their dudes – well, it's that hitting is going to chill out, yeah. and we're going to be able to play hockey, and we do not have that at all. Like Cam you Jansen said, we come back. Yeah, I'll take anybody back, but 
All right, so anything else you guys want to – oh, wait, we got to do our predictions real quick. I'm just disappointed that I sat up and did a devil you know tonight. <laughs> I know. I mean, Dan couldn't make it. He's a little bit under the weather, but um, he, I'm going to get his predictions before um, the next show, so I'll, we'll have those. So we did uh, – we have this game in it. So we had texted each other our, te- our picks for this game. So they are in here. So this is for – no, not this one. Bobby, while he's looking, do you want to mention? I know you were talking about Kucherov. We were talking about this this kind yeah. of player, man. I mean, no, I was just marveling at him. He just he had the fire in his eyes. Like this was a game he wanted to win, and he just did it. And he's one of the best players in the league. So I was just curious as to how his um, first five years tracked to Jack Hughes's. And I know they're completely different players, um, but I just want to roll this by you guys real quick. So. Year one, Kucherov, 52 games, 18 points. Jack Hughes, 61 games, 21 points. So that track's very similar. Year two, Kuch had 82 games and 65 points. Jack, 56 games and 30 points. So again, percentage points to games is track in through two years. Third year, Kuch had 77 games played, 66 points. Jack went 49 games played, 56 points. So he eclipsed the point per game. Year four, it really starts to take off. 74 games for Kucherov and 85 points, so he gets over that point per game. And so did Jack. It's 78 games played and 99 points. Fifth year, Kuch is when he really starts to boom. 80 games, 100 points. This is Jack's fifth. Yep. So he's at 41 games and 51 points, so it would track to another 100-point season. So, And then after the for year six, that's when Kucherov got 128 and was the MVP of the league. So at this point That's in their careers, um, Kucherov has 365 games and 334 points, which is 0.915 points per game. So almost one per game. And Jack's right behind him at 285 games, 258 points, 0.905. So one tenth of a point separates them for how their careers are projected at this point. Again, they're two totally different players, but Cooch was on a team that was ascending the whole time. He was also a number two guy that was Stamkos' team early in his career. Jack's over here trying to do this all on his own. This is pretty impressive stuff. And it just goes to show you, look, I mean, Kucherov is literally one of the best players in the NHL. Like, I, I, he's in my top three, you know what I mean? And Jack is one of the best players in the NHL, but he's not quite that level yet. Like, that determination we still have so much to look forward to. That's all. I just found oh, it very interesting amazing. about how that career was um, parallel. I watched Kucherov play many years in Tampa. I watched him live. Many, you know, we always talk about with the devil. Sometimes you get disappointed when you see players play every day because you know it's, you just Kucherov was always impressive. He's fiery. He's fizz. I mean, he's a game changer. He is the guy that we talk about on our show that we really want on this team. That he is a game. You saw it tonight, even. Saw it. He is a presence yeah. on the ice. Yeah, he may not be someone you want showing up at the All Star to be an influence on your children, but the guy is a complete game changer. He's a big reason they won those cups. I mean, and he just dominates out there. And like I said, I'm not. You know, I would not, at first I didn't like Kucherov when I first started watching him play. But as you watch, there's nothing but respect you can have for him because the dude. It's you like know. the Claude Lemieux factor. You yeah. don't like him until he's on you your team. You don't want to play against him, but you love and him on your team. Yeah. Look, Jack is a completely different player than that. But, you know, that is something to be optimistic about, that his career is going to – he will have that type of career. But, you know, we In need some him. ways, but he's a big advanced way, of him. Yeah, but a big way, I think, to get the most out of Jack is not putting him on a freaking line with, you know, Jesper Pratt. I think he should be playing with like, Timo and Tavoli. That's what I want to see. Two big guys that can kind 
to help him out a little bit, you know, and they can score goals. Like let Jack set him up. Like why, you know, Jesper, Jesper Bratt, I, I'm, I kind of don't even feel like he's on this team sometimes. Like he just, you know, he's got a, you know, another guy, you just got your big contract, dude. This team, you guys are superstars. You were in the fucking all-star game. Um, Brat and Heischer and Meyer and you know Meyer and Hughes, like those four dudes, should be carrying this team to the playoffs right now. And they really are just, you know, Nico. We're not going to say I can't say anything negative about him. He's the only one that is trying every single shift. Um, you know, and, and I with think- Hughes, if you bring someone in like we were saying, you bring a power guy and a nasty ass player, you're going to take that responsibility. I don't think Jack needs to worry about that. Jack needs to worry about going up the ice and scoring. He doesn't right. need to worry about fighting with you the know- other team or arguing. So I mean, that's comes you back know, to that whole thing. You know who I think would be Jack Hughes's perfect lineman. I know exactly who you think would be his perfect lineman. Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk. Oh yeah, love. I'm a. I love the Kachuk. So yeah, Brady Kachuk would be the, I mean, that's the guy you want to play with Jack Hughes. Yeah. Uh, and that line, whoever you put on the other side. You go do your thing, let be, me take care of this. Yeah, yeah and, and and Brady's got hands, too. It's the just the way the Kachuk's are. Yeah, they're just you know, fantastic. It, it, you, you want to get the best out of Jack Hughes, you pair him with a Brady Kachuk type of dude. Um, and preferably Brady Kachuk, who I think is, I think he only has one more year on his deal after next. But you know, Ottawa's going to pay him whatever the hell they oh, want, yeah, he wants. Yeah, yeah. But uh, a guy, you know, that's the guy, the, a type of dude that you need to play with him. Um, uh, you know, all right, let's do our predictions here. This was for the Washington game, the Ranger game, and yesterday's Montreal game. We'll start with you, Tone. You said that the Devils will get a shutout against the Capitals. Um, they almost got shut out against the Capitals. So <laughs> that's still no uh, wordplay. Op- opposite day. You, <laughs> <laughs> you said they'll go three and zero. They went one and two. You said um, where's your other one? That somebody would get a hat trick. Uh, no, that didn't happen no. either. So no points for you, Tone. All right, I'm going to do Dan real quick. He said that the Devils will get three or more points out of this week. He was wrong. He said that like a shoo-in. Nico Dawes would have a shutout. He was wrong. And he said that Nate Bastion would have four or more points. Uh, no, Nate Bastion got his face busted open and is now <laughs> off of this team. <laughs> so he was all wrong. He's, Nate Bastion saw four or more stars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was the fourth star of the game. <laughs> I said that the Devils would get five points this week exactly. They got exactly two. I said that Jack would have two or more goals against the Rangers. Nobody did, but he did get the only one. Uh, I said that um, there it would there would be another defenseman uh, being mentioned in the trade talks to New Jersey, not named Hannafin and Tanev, and that hasn't happened either. So I'm surprised I about that one, Chris. I thought you were going to get that one when you said Yeah, well, you were always talking to him. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, you said that the Devils would score seven or more goals. They scored seven goals. Oh, I forgot four, I did that one. Bobby, that you yeah, did. That's what you said. Uh, you, you said that you would get two power play goals from Brat. You got, I think, one, right? Was that, no, that wasn't, that wasn't a power play. Goal. That was just a regular sweet yeah, goal, too. It was a very nice goal, yeah. Um, you said that Mercer would have a goal against the Habs, and you were on Mercer bobblehead. So Bobby, you down, trade his ass. Yeah, sixty bucks for the bobblehead of Bobby's. So you get the only point this week. Wow, productions are getting hard. Yeah, they are, man. I have not gotten a point, guys, in about seven weeks. I have point there. uh, I have seven points. (laughs) Tony has uh, thirteen. Bobby now has. I gave you that one. Twelve. How the hell I got thirteen? I'm amazed. Dan has (laughs) fifteen. Wow. All right. So 
We'll, like I said, we'll get Dan's later. We'll do, uh, Bobby, we'll go with you first. You gave me your first one that Nemec would have a power play point against Tampa Bay. You were wrong. Yes. Um, so what's your second prediction? Uh, yeah, your second prediction. I'm going to go nice and easy. Timo Meyer oh, will. No, what? it's not your turn. Oh, well, Tony. told me it was my turn. I know, but we're going to go individually. You said that the Devils would beat Tampa Bay 4-3. to You were wrong. I said that whoever was starting in goal for us today would be pulled. I was wrong. Now, Dan's whatever he is. So Bobby, you change the name of this show. There's nothing prediction about it. Terrible. All right, Bobby, you're second. Timo Meyer will score against his former team, San Jose. That was going to be mine, you bastard. Oh, you so, had that? Why not yeah. make it a goal and assist? Make it two points. Do something like I'm that. Not going, I'm not getting that crazy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I mean, the guy just yeah. finally scored. Like, back yeah. it up. Zetterlin will have a hat trick. <laughs> exactly. All right, go uh, ahead, Tom. Zetterlin will have a hat trick. Uh, shit, that was um, – I'm going to say the Devils will – I'm going to say the Devils will beat the Sharks, which is actually not an easy one. <laughs> you know, just going for a point. Normally that's a check down, but yeah. yeah, I'm going to give you that. That's a legitimate one right now. It's a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> I said uh, my second prediction is that the Devils will lose another top six forward to injury, and uh, they will be out two or more games. Right. Bobby, your third and final prediction. Third and final prediction is wildly inaccurate, and I'm only throwing it out there because it's absolutely the last thing that we'd expect to happen. So much so that I'm only risking one point, but I think you guys would give me three points for this. Lindy the Markstrom trade will happen by the end of the week. We will get them. Are you are you like tuned into somebody? Like, nope. is Jacob Markstrom under your desk right I, now? With his I head literally know it's not going to happen. That? I don't. <laughs> Just, Markstrom will be traded to the Devils. Wow. Okay. Uh, dude, that would news right here with Bobby. That's a hat trick. <laughs> yeah. This is a safe space. Take nothing we say here seriously. Yes, please. Um, that I is that uh, man. Me. That's a big time hat trick. That's as big as a shutout. Um, my third prediction is that Adam Henrique will score a shorthanded goal against us. That's good. That's where I was going to tell Tony to go when I took it. Sure. All right. Well, actually, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Henry does like to score against us. So let exactly. me think about this. I said shorthanded, though. You did. Okay. That does make it. Yeah. Didn't he get Come a shorthanded goal against us last time? Tony, really... what do you say? We give him three? That's hard to do, right? I'll give him three just because, right. you know, we need to get some points on this show. <laughs> yeah. This has been an ugly couple weeks. I agree. Tony, your third? Chris will go ranting on X this week <laughs> about firing <laughs> Lindy Ruff. <laughs> Well, just my put that point down now. Yeah, I, I, Wait, I, now he can very, actually go make I, that point happen. Or not happen. <laughs> Why would I give Wait, him the point? Yeah, right. Right. Because I, you can't I, help I, yourself. You're going to want to rant. I will not put anything. I will be all nice. Uh, I will not rant at all. The Devils will have one game where they only give up one goal. When, next season? <laughs> next season, no. So there's only two games left. So it's either against right San Jose or Anaheim. Yeah, there's only two yeah. games left because we had yeah, predictions for tonight. Yeah, so you're saying that against one of the, <laughs> now he's like that oh, they can't against do that. two of the worst teams in the league can we? Yeah, only that's what I'm going to stick with it. You yeah. know, I've been, I've been pretty bad lately, so why not continue the trend? One or less. All right, and Tony, if you want to just give me the answer, um, you know, to the other game, I won't tell the boys. We do okay, it I got week. it written down. I got a stat. <laughs> and Dan, Dan, I'll give him his, even though he's not here, his first one. Shut out. Shut out. Which you know he's already thirty three point three percent. You know, away, or he only is up to 77% or 66. I'm sorry. What am I saying? My math is awful this late at night and in the morning. 
All right. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we uh, bounce out of here? Um, just like we fix the devils, out. right? We're good. Yeah, that um, the Detroit Red Wings will do us no favors. They went to overtime against Chicago. I was really hoping Chicago might kind of take two. They hate each other, you know. Now three two, they won that went overtime, so couldn't even just get the one point. And it's, the good news is because this is. Now Pittsburgh. may look like the way we have to go is that Pittsburgh did beat Philly clean. That's the way you have to go. I've been saying that yeah. for weeks. You don't you worry the about range. the wild card. You have yeah. to go get that third spot from Pittsburgh, yeah. Philly. Yeah. The Rangers are 19 points ahead of us. That's I, I don't think Detroit insane. is going to stop. Well, that's how they all. felt last year. No, it's just no, Detroit's a good team. Yeah, look, every team right now that's in the playoff bubble, like – I know that like Pittsburgh is not very, but us in Pittsburgh, like we're pretenders. Nobody cares if we get in that the way we're playing right now. You know, it's like I thought, and I said early on this season, I said I think that we were going to be one or two locked in there really tight, and that third spot was going to be between the Rangers and the Penguins, and they're going to be fighting about it. Man, how friggin' wrong was I? Not only are the Rangers in first place, us and the Penguins are battling for yeah. a wild card spot. You might want to delete the podcast where I said something about us getting 121 points or some shit. So just get rid of that one. We're saving that for the highlights. Man. No, I mean, I think Florida's going to have a run. I think Florida's going to have a fucking run I think, run I think they're the year, best man. team in the East. Yeah, I think Florida's going to have a run. And I got to say, Philly, I mean, uh, Tortorella, I got to give him credit, man. He really, no matter what people think about this guy, he has changed that team around this yep. year. He has, but like Chris has been saying all along, man, Philly's been opening the door for us slowly because oh, yeah. now it's five points away from them as shitty as we've been with two games in hand. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is we can no longer assume those two games in hands are wins. Right. Like at all. Maybe we, we can assume one of them because like, we, we're playing at 50% right now. So we're three points behind. It's all right there. It's all catch right there. And let me tell you something. Tom Fitzgerald would look like a fucking genius if he fired Lindy Ruff, pulled off a fucking trade, put another coach in there, and this team made the playoffs. He would look like a friggin' genius. You got to take the chance, man. You got to get do a it. defenseman, too. If you don't do that, I'm sorry, man. But I no, I agree. The goaltender can save you. No, I totally and, and you, listen, you can... if, if you can only do one. You know, like I'd be fine. Get just the defenseman if that's all you can get. You know, the team needs them. So you have to do something. But I still think the defenseman can come from, like we talked about, a a lesser name defenseman we're not even thinking about. Just somebody who would fit perfectly to get the job done. Yeah. And then you can still focus on, you know, spending the bigger money somewhere else. But it is still within reach, despite all of our bitching and all of our reality in how poorly they have played for the most part, and have shown us no signs that they can actually get into the playoffs, yet it is still right there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still right there, but it's what's still happening. so far away, it feels. Yeah. Right. I, I, just, real, I just want to ask you guys one question, because I have not listened to any national um, hockey stuff. With just how bad this team has been doing, I don't need to listen to other people who I don't like talking about, you know, fucking how terrible this team is. Has anybody in the national stage been calling for Lindy Ruff to be fired, or is that just something that's in the devil's uh, sphere? I haven't heard it on the outside. Too I haven't much. heard it from a national, of course. Well, they don't. That's interesting. But the yeah. goaltending is constantly the thing, and the toughness even is starting to come into this, which we've been saying since well, last the offseason. Since last year, this the Rangers mean, series constantly. Yeah, I mean, but uh, the goaltending, everyone, like I said, TNT tonight, that was the main thing they were talking about. Like you know, and like I said, they even said they go, the Devil fans are chirping because we're getting. And we're always in. A, we're always at the dance talk, but we don't yeah. ever get to say, the big. Say what you want about Biz, right? But even he's saying if the Devils got Markstrom, not only do they get a better goalie, he actually becomes their toughest guy. He yeah. said it tonight. That's the <laughs> guy who like, said oh, it yeah. on yeah. TNT. He's, yeah. he's the one right. that said it on TNT. That's he was the one talking man. about it. 
That's okay. embarrassing. He'd be your leader. He'd so that's your, why I don't yeah. listen to the national shit, right? Yeah. That That's why. I can't handle that kind of stuff because I just don't need that aggravation in my life. I know. And I want to talk about with my buddies, not with biz. <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah. But, um, you know, I forgot my fucking point. You were wondering if the national media had mentioned firing. Oh yeah, I'm just curious because like if that that I'm surprised that that hasn't been in the center uh, more. You know, like it's obvious, right? I don't like, know that I I've just, ever recalled national media ever saying like a XM. Coach I'm surprised like, hasn't no, talked heard, about it. Have you? I, they have not about what Ralph. But I've heard it. I've heard a lot of like even other coaches this year. I've heard talk about, but I, I hear a lot of underachievement talk with New Jersey from others. Oh, yeah. Actually, on the national the national circuit, so there is that whole. I mean, there's a, like I said, but you can really dissect also... this lineup and see guys that we like. Not, and I'm not even. There's just even guys that are role players on this team who are the roles aren't really being played. Obviously, Myers had a. It's been the it's experiment been. has not worked out well. Right. And but here's the thing, though. That's why I think you have to get a new, another voice in that room that can do something, breathe some life into some of these guys to find their roles because it doesn't seem like they have them. It just it's it's been this way all year. Like somewhere between the coaching message, because listen, we all know that Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer and Timo Meyer and Dawson Mercer and Jasper Brett, we all know that they're very good players. You know, we know how good they are. So what's missing between their skill on the ice and how it's being conveyed from the coaching staff? That's just why, you know, you have to change something. But when I'm watching tonight, I'm not even – I'm seeing sloppiness. I'm seeing that it doesn't even go to the – I'm seeing guys falling down constantly. Yeah. I'm seeing the pucks – I mean, I can't tell you how many shots tonight I saw just completely – I'm talking swing at the puck. The puck is still there. Sticks flying up in the air. I think it's like all, a game like tonight and yesterday is a li- is a little bit deeper than that. There's a lot yeah, of it is. There's it's a lot of doubt now with this. You're, yeah, you're, that's it. You're seeing the culmination now of an entire year and the pain of it lumping onto their shoulders. Stress Everything like they're the, doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Nothing's working out right. I told what was it the last podcast I said I, I couldn't even see them clearing it out of the blue line. They look like my kids' team, like this weak little shovel pass yeah. to get go three feet. You know, just everything's just misconnected. They need something to go right. They need something to change, something to fire them up because yeah, that talent's still in there. These guys yeah. didn't disappear. You just got to figure out how to harness it and make them work together. Well, even tonight, you see Luke Hughes made a nice play. There was a couple of breakaways that was the Lightning had tonight. They could have turned into goals, but we actually, for once, because we haven't seen this in the last couple of weeks, we actually made the plays, you know, because some of those, uh, I forget who it was that was raging down the ice and used a little did a little move where he knocked that. It could have been a, a goal probably, I mean. And I, like, I, and I will say Schmidt today, stood. he was not as bad as I expected. I remember my be. point, what oh, I was going to say. This is good. I wanted to see Poulter today. I, I, why the hell didn't we see well, him? Well, they sent him down yesterday. Yeah, but why? Yeah, why? Got I wanted to see him yesterday. Him down? Yeah, why I think because I think they had what they had Schmidt up once this week. They sent him back down, bought yeah. him back up. I think they wanted to get Schmidt in there for some reason. I don't know why, but I, I did know yesterday they sent him down. I think yesterday morning. Yeah, I, I would have played Poulter against the Canadians and had Dawes, our better goalie, best goalie right now, uh, playing against Tampa Bay. Yeah, you put a uh, Schmidt in who hasn't played with the team since December, I believe. And, uh, you know, what are you doing? Let's see what the kid can do. He has yeah, good I was numbers for that same here. scenario because the whole point of Schmidt going down was to get a lot of playing time. And I don't know that he got 
like all of it, or like I don't know how much he got, but I think I, had one game time down there. I think another, yeah, right. He didn't, he didn't even have a good time down there. So another game down there certainly wouldn't have hurt. And it, it seemed like a perfect script to have Poulter start yesterday and Dawes today. And I was happy to see Dawes. Like you know, my kid and I, we love Dawes. At least he's with me. Like we remember watching him a couple of years ago. At the end, this is our next big goalie. But it looked like it should have been Poulter, and I thought that would have been extremely exciting. Even if we wound up losing with a kid, just to see yeah, somebody's first goalie start. What if the kid comes in and stands on his head and steals a freaking win, lose? and the What's team the gets fired up? Well, you know that's your best case scenario. What's your worst case scenario? The kid lets five in, like every other fucking goalie does. And nobody blames him, right. and the team like, moves on because your young kid just came up. Yep. Thanks for what do you guys out. think about you Dawes going though? Like, what do you think if someone wants? If you know you're going to get a Markstrom or Fine. these guys, do what? Do you think Dawes? I would ask for Dawes if I was one of these teams too. I mean, you have to kind of the kid's got fine. has has some. You know, I think he might have a bright future. I mean, I think he's going to be. Everyone's like Vanacek. Let's get rid of Vanacek. I don't think people. Well, are that's gonna ideal. Want, they're going to the want Dawes. Yeah, they're going to want sure. Dawes. I think you know. I, I'm <laughs> still me personally. I'm old school. Like you get a guy like Markstrom in here, and I'm like, okay, you're going to play 68 games, and we can go ahead and get like the janitor to play the other games because it's no worse than what yeah. you've had yeah. this year anyway and when you need some rest because Dawes and Holtz that might be a nice little you know some team might be like uh who was it? I saw someone fuck I can't remember um, I lost my point too there was a guy who was they were trying to they're talking about a team that's looking for it was like oh Boston where I mentioned this earlier in the oh, show yeah Linus Walmart uh, I read today that you know Boston is not opposed to moving him then move him Get him, you get know? him, go get him. Yeah, so I mean, because they want some more. Maybe Boston would be interested in having a Holtz because I think Holtz is just like some of these guys that a change of scenery may do the guy pretty damn well. You know, I mean, and like I said, you're gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get an Allmark without giving up shit. You got to give I up. I think that fan, I think our fan base would be very torn on that. That'd be awesome to see if they did pull mm-hmm. something like that off. Holtz yeah. to Boston. You know, like it's they, one thing. It's fine if you would have traded him to a Western country. You traded him to Boston. I think. How's Zaka doing? I haven't checked how Zaka's doing. Neither have I. But we gotta actually wrap this thing yeah. up. So, you got anything else, Bob? No, no, it's just no, that's good. Yeah, more on the Holtz. They'd get over it if he goes off somewhere and scores forty goals. If you're a huge Holtz fan, you probably knew that was going to happen anyway. And if you're not, you can say, "Oh, we lost it for nothing." Whatever. Let's just. Focus on what the team needs to do to get some championships in the next five, six years. Yeah, got to give do together. something. Yep. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Thanks so much for uh, listening to us and let us know what you think about this team. Uh, you can hit us up on X or unclepuckers.gmail.com. Um, wherever you're listening to us, a like, a five-star review, a positive uh, comment, a download, a subscription goes a long way to help us promote the show. And we appreciate the hell out of you guys. For Bobby and Tony, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>